What's up, sports fans? Welcome back to another episode of Pez's Picks. I say it every week, and I'll continue to say it. I am not Pez. I'm not making these picks. I'm Jeff Hartman. I'm co-hosting this show. The captain of this ship is Mr. Pez himself. What's up, Pez? How's it going? Happy New Year, my friend. Uh, uh, another solid week. I think we're on an 11-2 run going into 2024. Um, you know, can't ask for more than that, except, you know, my birds uh, looking a little out of gas, but... Aside from that, we're we're rolling. We're going into 2024 winners. We're going to end it winners. Yeah. We, even with some disappointing outcomes last week, which we'll talk about all those, still a really solid showing, two and one for both the NCAA and NFL last week. And they're not easy picks. And, you know, let's start off with your birds. Let's just start there. That was disappointing on all fronts. I'm watching that game. The offense does not look good. The defense, when it mattered the most with the lead to give up that drive by Kyler Murray and James Conner punching it in had to be a gut punch for the bird fans all over the place. Thankfully we're not picking the birds this week. I I've got to be honest there, Pez. I do not like the way the Eagles are trending heading into the playoffs. Well, you know, it's, it's something about losing in the Super Bowl. I mean, you, you see it a lot in this league. That team is worn out. They're beat up. I mean, they went, when you, when you get to the Super Bowl and you lose, you know, I think the bills had a little bit of uh, starting season. You show up the next season a little bit out of gas, a little bit beat up, and it's just gotten worse for the Eagles. I, the rumors around Philly this week, they might be sitting all the starters. Uh, I think two weeks ago, the line against the Giants was 13 and a half. This week, I think we're at four and a half right now. So I, I think Vegas is picking up on some of these whispers that Jalen might sit. I think that D-line, you've got veterans and you got rookies, and both of them need a break. The D-line's got no gas left. The O-line's old. They could use a week off. Uh, if they announced already that all the backups were playing, we might have taken a look at them. I think Mariota, a little juice, might help that team. Uh, I hope they do it, Jeff. Uh, I think they're at about a 12% chance of the Cowboys losing and them winning and taking the division. Uh, but if they do take this week off, I'm going to get back on board with those birds. I, I think a bye week would be more beneficial than even a home game, Jeff. And that's, a, that's something that some people agree me with around here, some don't. I think if they lose this week and they're locked in with Tampa or New Orleans or or whoever they'd play in that, that crappy division, that's probably the easiest way to get through that first round. A home game against maybe Green Bay or, or a tougher opponent, I, I'd like to go the other way with the Birds and, and kind of stay where they're at. And, and a week off, you know, it'd be a, be a two-week break for Jalen and those guys, and they could use it. Well, yeah, it's, it's tough. I mean, it's tough because you, you – you talk about resting players and that's going to be a common theme when we talk about the national football league, because in week 18, there's already been announcements that Lamar Jackson's not going to play in Baltimore against Pittsburgh. It's going to be Tyler Huntley. Christian McCaffrey is not going to be playing for the San Francisco 49ers. And rightfully so it's, it makes no sense. Both of those teams, the 49ers and Ravens have locked up the number one seed. They have nothing to play for. They're, They're literally just putting themselves at risk, but the Eagles, there's a part of me that feels like they need to go out there and perform at a, at somewhat of a decent level. I would, I'm shocked. Let me put it this way. I'm shocked they're not treating it like a preseason game. Jalen, you're going to dress. You're going to go out there. You're going to play a couple series. Hopefully, get some move the ball down the field. Okay, take the rest of the take the rest of the day off. Rest your rest your legs, whatever's injuring or ail, ailing him at this point. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Well, uh, you know, if it was a different kind of team, I'd agree with that. Birds lit it up all year last year. This team knows they can do it. They started the year off hot. I mean, things have been a little bumpy. We've had some coaching changes. 
I think, you know, when you look at the numbers of teams with bye weeks, that bye week at the end of the year is a huge benefit mentally, physically. Sirianni, the last two days, uh, he, he said it on a local radio show, 94-1 yesterday, uh, they're still talking about it. And to me, that's sim- signaling that they're, they're going to do this. Uh, I like the play. I, I think that you take a little pressure off of them. Playing a division opponent, no matter who they are, is tough. And playing in Giant Stadium, it's an injury haven. That turf where Jimmy Hoff is buried under and who knows who else. I mean, I watched the Sopranos, Jeff. They buried a lot of bodies in those Meadowlands. So I don't like playing over dead bodies. And, you know, when you're playing a team with nothing to lose, they're going to go out and they're going to take some shots. So I I would not dress Jalen. I wouldn't even want him at the game. Let him stay home. The guy's been sick. I think there's some sort of bug going around the team. Devontae Smith is on crutches. He's in an ankle uh, brace. I know Lane Johnson's hurt. I know Kelsey's hurt. And the D-line is, is gassed. I mean, they're, they're just completely gassed. Our, our linebacking core, I don't even know if we have one at this point. Uh, big play, Darius uh, Slay needs another week off. And I, I think it would benefit him more than, mm-hmm. more than playing and more than getting back on track. I think this team knows how to win. I mean, they've proven that. Jalen's a winner. And, and I, I hope they do it. I, I do. Okay. The other two games that we bet on last week were both winners. They came out on the right side for us. The Falcons at the Bears. The Bears were spotting three. They were fine. Justin Fields is starting to look like the quarterback we all thought he could be. When he gets a weapon like DJ Moore, he's still able to run the ball. Pez, the Bears, they pull it out for you. Love that Bears win, Jeff. And I I like Fields. I think they're in a tough situation, that team, because they, they could be the number one pick. We've got some great quarterbacks out there, Mike Penix Jr. You got Bo Nix. You got the guy from USC. Uh, I'm hearing rumors someone's offering them first round picks now for Fields. Good team, home team playing there. I think that was a, you know, one of those situations. You have a dome team going north playing in the weather, and you know that, that was a solid win for the Bears. And I think the Bears are going to give the Green Bay a tough game this week too. Yeah, and speaking of the Packers, that was the other game that we took: Packers at Vikings. And uh, the Packers, they were getting two points on the road. Didn't they didn't didn't even need it. And this they was a predominant performance. The Vikings had no answer at quarterback. Jordan Love looked good, and the Packers win and they cover. Well, you know, my buddies, a couple comrades in in arms, uh, gambling comrades I have around here. We talked about it a lot this year. The Green Bay rule is don't bet them two weeks in a row. That's a <laughs> roller coaster team. Yep. When you, when you get away with the win with them, you thank them and, and you move on for a week. I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Chicago ruins their party this week. That's a tough divisional game. They know each other. you got two young quarterbacks. Green Bay's defense is, is suspect, and they're not playing Minnesota again this week. They're playing an offense that's moving. Fields can beat you. Fields is one of those guys with a hot game. He can he Mahomes you, that guy. Um, I like him. Chicago was ready to, to turn the page on him. I don't know. They're in a tough tough situation now with that guy. Yeah, they're set up for some success, though, if they play their cards right. We'll see. So we finished 2-1 and one in the National Football League, and then we go to college. So we took three games last week in the college realm. We we had the libido play of the week, which is your Arizona uh, Wildcats versus the Oklahoma Sooners. Arizona giving two. Arizona pulls it out. They win straight I mean, up. I mean, my wife's hot, Jeff. She's hot. She's hot physically. She's hot <laughs> at picking these games. That Arizona game, those guys, that's a solid team. They were having fun in that game. Oh, yeah. That was a, that was a big start to the week. Kicking myself we didn't take another a couple other of these games, uh, Oregon and, and a couple others. But it's tough. You know, you don't know who's going to play. You might have players in this portal and this 
guys are sitting out now just because they want to go into the draft. We never used to see that kind of stuff. So it, I'm happy that we got through bowl season. We did pretty darn good in this bowl season with a lot of these variables going going around here. And, and yeah, Arizona was solid. Uh, our next game, I think we're talking Michigan and we're going to talk yeah. Alabama, if I'm correct. Uh, got a got a great old friend, one of my best friends. A lot of lot of gambling uh, stories and runs with him all across uh, North and South America with this guy. He goes by the Yogi. Uh, he had a great line this week. Alabama was the the right team, but the wrong result. And I still stand by that. Uh, I think Saban proved at halftime still the best coach in the country. I mean, that game turned on a dime. I, I cannot believe that we had three missed snaps in the most pressure time of the game with Alabama. Probably, uh, you know, first-round draft pick, uh, their center, and, they, and the guy throws the ball on the ground three times and it probably cost them the game. Yeah. Uh, I think Michigan snuck one out there, and, you know, good for them. They were very obnoxious after the win, and we're going to be talking about that soon, Jeff, when we're coming up on our, our picks this week. Yeah, so to to let the listeners in on a little bit of uh, information here. So uh, we have someone at Fans for Sports Network who does all the social media stuff for us and gets the clips from shows and puts them on different platforms. And we had an Instagram reel of Vupes taking Alabama over Michigan, and boy, did this thing light up. I mean, almost almost uh, 75, I know, well over 75,000 views on our Instagram feed, but also just comment after comment. The Alabama Crimson Tide fans early on saying, yes, roll tide. After the game, people coming back to this post, they saved it and said, yeah, whatever, go blue, Michigan. Yeah, Bama doesn't do it. They didn't get it. I cannot believe that in crunch time with the game on the line, the defense could not get a stop. Michigan driving straight down the field and sending it to overtime just was, I, I couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe well, you know, they had a lucky play. Uh, you know, they threw a ball that the kid from Hawaii, I can't think of his name, Roman, uh, something on Michigan receiver, came up with a huge catch. I think that ball was was going to a guy that was deeper down the field, probably looked like it was going to get picked. Uh, they got lucky to start the game, Michigan. What's up with the NFL, they, or the NCAA? They review every play. That first interception, what, what, what is this? They don't even have to throw a flag in the NCAA, Jeff. It's, yeah. it's a bunch of BS there. I think if Alabama takes that ball and scores, that game's over. Having said that, Michigan looked good. Defense is good. Uh, we'll we'll be talking about them. Though. We'll see. I I got a feeling, Jeff, that that Harbaugh is gone. Uh, some friends and I were talking. I don't think you get suspended mid-season three games for just having some graduate assistant iPhone taping games. I think there's a lot of other fire behind that smoke. I think this is it for this guy. He looked relieved that he won that Rose Bowl game. Shocked to see him on the sidelines in New England, maybe maybe Seattle, maybe Washington. I, that would not shock me. Uh, you know, and that that guy, he was a little bit speechless after the game, and usually that guy's got a lot to say with his big mouth. So, so we'll see, and I, I don't know. I think we'll, we'll be talking about him in a couple minutes. Yeah, we will. Let's go to the other game we took in the college football playoffs. So we lose the Alabama bet, but we win the Washington bet. Penix Jr., absolutely looking phenomenal. The young quarterback, gunslinger, lefty, he was doing everything under the sun in this game. And he made, boy, boy, the tape that he put out there for college or for NFL scouts was something else. Penix Jr. does the thing. The Washington Huskies win in advance to the national championship coming up. Washington was getting four points, and we said we'll take Washington and the points all day, all night. They pull it out. 
love love outright dog winners, Jeff. I mean that that just sticks it to the books and and you know makes them question what they're doing setting these lines. Mike Penix Jr., my favorite quarterback in the college game all year. Guy's got an unbelievable ball. A guy that reads the field and has NFL football smarts already. And a winner. 21 straight wins. Uh, best friend from high school is his top receiver. I know the running back's a little dinged up. That might hurt him this week, but they were fantastic. That game, well, that game was amazing. Uh, defense played big. They've got a solid linebacker that, that maybe is best in the country. Uh, I think he probably should have won the Buckus Award, and I, I think the Heisman should have gone to Mike Penix Jr. That team's playing with a chip on their shoulder, and they showed it. And, you know, Texas, much bigger program, much bigger deal. Football, there's two things they care about in Texas, the Alamo and football. And, and that, for them losing that game, I mean, that, that's like an like a, a unbelievable victory for Washington in that Pac-12. I mean, a fantastic result, and I'm happy for that kid. No, absolutely agree with you. And again, we've been saying this in multiple occasions with Washington this season. We've bet them a lot this year against Oregon twice. And, and every time they're getting points and we're thinking, wow, like what does this team have to do? So let's fast forward now. The NCAA National Championship, the next game we're going to be picking, which, by the way, after the 2-1 and one finish last week, NCAA 18-11-2 this season with take one it. game left on the docket. You absolutely will take that. Washington again, getting four and a half points against Michigan. And Pez, you're saying take the Huskies. You're not a believer in Michigan. Well, you know, I, I like Michigan. Having said that, I don't think Alabama was better than Georgia. I think Saban had a game plan and won that game and with an inferior team. I don't think Michigan beat the best team out of those four teams. I think Michigan beat the worst out of those four teams with the best coach. So, I I have suspicions about how Michigan's defense is going to do against an NFL quarterback. You know, they didn't really face many NFL quarterbacks. They, they shut down NFL receiver with Marvin Harrison Jr. But if you look at their schedule, they haven't faced a, a powerhouse offense like this yet and, and beaten them. So I I have question marks about, about how they're going to do that. I mean, they've got a couple good corners. Their D line's obviously good. Washington creative offense. I mean, they're going to have – Michigan's going to have to put up 30-some points. I mean, you're not stopping Mike Penix Jr. That guy's on a mission. Uh, I have questions about Michigan's offense. Quarterback's a little bit a little bit loose with that ball. That ball comes out at different velocities. I mean, he he's a little bit trigger-happy with that. And Washington, it, they just seem like a team that, that they're on a magical run right now. 21 straight wins. How could you not take four-and-a-half points? I think that line's going to go up. I would wait to bet on that. I wouldn't be shocked by Monday if that's at five, five-and-a-half points. Really? Um, I, I, I can see it happening. Michigan's got a way bigger fan fan base. I mean, you saw it with the posting, all those loud mouths coming at me, telling me I didn't know about the blue. And I, I, I think that Washington, they let everybody know, beating that Texas team in the way they did, that they're for real. And I think the Pac-12 was better than people gave them this year. I think Oregon was a better te- team. I think USC, I think Arizona, those Utah, even those teams were good this year. And, and I think – I think Washington is is on a mission. I think I think Mike Penix Jr. That guy I think did two years in Indiana, blew his ACL out, out twice. I think he had an Achilles injury. Six years senior, kids mature. I like watching the lefty quarterback Jeff. It looks weird. I, I like watching it. His ball is tight. He, he reminds me of C.J. Stroud. And I I think when you have a smart quarterback out there at the college level, he looks composed. And I don't 
I'm excited to watch that game, but we are going with the Huskies and, 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 and I can't wait to watch them win that game. I just can't wait. Yeah. It's funny that you said that you think this line's going to climb. If I thought anything, it would come back down closer to a pick em game based on where the money's going, but you're right. Michigan, that's a much larger fan base. There's probably a lot of people putting money down on them and they, they want to try to even out the money, but yeah, Washington plus four and a half. I think that's a safe bet. And if Love anything, it. if anything, I think it's going to be a close game. So even if it's only a field goal, you're you're still safe because you're getting four and a half. Well, think about after the game, Jeff. Michigan, they celebrated like they won the national championship. Yeah, they Quarterback did. coming around with the stupid rose in his mouth. Our ball up there smiling. I, I try to watch how long the coach holds the trophy. That guy didn't want to let that trophy go, Jeff. It's all about him, all about that stupid who's got it better than us saying. That guy's going down. I think he's leaving that team. I think he's destined for the NFL. You don't get suspended three games, Jeff, for taping with a graduate assistant. So yeah. I think there's there's some more action that's going to be coming out about that guy. NCAAs, I, I, I think Washington Huskies are going to be the purple powerhouse on Monday night. I can't wait to watch them. All right, we will see. But in the NFL game, we're just getting revved up. Week 18 is here. But what a difficult week to gamble. You know, we already Oof. mentioned players like Lamar Jackson. He's not playing. Christian McCaffrey, not playing. Patrick Mahomes, I believe, is not playing because they've already locked up the AFC West. They can't move anywhere. They're stuck where they are. So, Pez, what I liked about your picks this week, which, by the way, your NFL record heading into the Week 18, 39-26-2. Love uh, it. Really, really good stuff there. But you picked games that mattered. These teams have to win, and so you're getting the best of them. I mean, you know, Jeff, you look at the standings in the league right now, you got you got multiple division championships up for grabs. You got you got like you said, a couple division championships are already, you know, put to bed. I, I still think the birds are gonna be sitting some guys. So it's last week of the season's a minefield. It, with teams that are out of it, you don't know if they're gonna show up and they're gonna roll over. Tennessee's one of those teams I'm thinking about. Derrick Henry, is he gonna play? I, I I mean I can't imagine putting that guy out there. Uh you know, a veteran that that's a you know potential Hall of Famer. I, I don't think I, I risk getting a, an ACL blowout if I was him and that team. Uh, you know, it, it's a minefield. You got to really be careful. I know our show's coming out midweek. You know, usually on these NFL last last week games, you wait till Sunday morning. You really wait till the last announcements, and you know you get stuff and you get the lines. Lines are going to change big time. A lot of these lines came out early. That the Vegas knew Baltimore. They knew that guy wasn't playing. I mean, that, that you know, that wasn't announced. Right. Sirianni, the last two days with the Eagles, he's mentioned that he might sit the guys. That line's down to four and a half. Two weeks ago, it was 13 and a half. So I, I think you got to tread lightly this week. You got to wait and do your homework. I, I'd be very cautious putting in early bets because who knows? I mean, they, there, there might be teams that, that show up. And, and, you know, last game of the season, I think Carolina might have a big game. They got nothing to lose, right? I mean, who knows? Yeah. You know, Atlanta and uh, teams like that that are gunning for the playoffs. I mean, they're going to play hard, you think. But sometimes pressure gets to these guys. So it's it's a tough, tough week. Well, let's start off. You mentioned Derrick Henry. You, you're you taking the Jaguars and the Titans game. You're picking that game. The Jaguars are giving five and a half on the road against the Titans. Uh, don't think Will Levis is going to be available. I think it's going to be Ryan Tannehill most likely. You mentioned now if they're going to rest anybody. I do know that their head coach, Mike Vrabel, he was very upset when someone kind of suggested in a media session that maybe they should rest their guys or not worry about it. He said, I hate effing losing. 
I don't want to lose. So he's going to have the team ready to go, but the Jaguars need this win. And the Steelers, as a Steeler fan, need them to lose uh, to get into the playoffs that they can beat Baltimore on Saturday. Nonetheless, Jaguars minus five and a half. You say take the Jags, who I'm not even sure if Trevor Lawrence will be back in the lineup, but they won without him last week going to Carolina and getting the shutout. What are your thoughts? Well, uh, I, I read today Trevor's practicing. He's a limited okay. participant, so it, it appears he is going to suit up and play. Um, you know, after he did the Days and Confused movie as a kid, maybe had some of that, you know, <laughs> devil's, the devil's lettuce is a healing power, they say, Jeff. So maybe he had some. I don't know what happened. So I, I think he's playing. He's a great coach. My only worry about this game is Rabel. Rabel is a Belichick Patriot winner. Yes. That guy's an animal. I love that coach. Having said that, I don't know. Risking Derrick Henry, risking some of these guys. You know, he's a player's coach, too. You know, in a situation where that game doesn't matter, I, I, I'd be suspicious that uh, these guys are going to be playing it like a normal game. Tannehill benched. Guy's older. How much juice is left in his tank? You know, and the line's telling us something. That line's already up to five and a half. It opened at three and a half. I think Vegas knows that the Jags are you know, have a lot more to play for. They're coming in in better form. We talked about last week, Jaguars are hot. The defense is rolling again like they were in the beginning of the season. And Tennessee has looked awful. I mean, Tennessee yeah. needs a reboot. So I, I like this play a lot. I like the coach. Quarterback, if he can you know, manage the game and not turn the ball over, I think this could be a solid, solid win for Jaguars, just like they started the year. I think they're getting back on path with that, as long as we get that quarterback play. Okay, so Jags minus five and a half. Trevor Lawrence has been turnover prone this season. We'll see if that plays out. Let's go to the next game. Houston Texans and the Indianapolis Colts. This is in Indianapolis. And this is a game where the Jags, Texans, and Colts are all tied at nine and seven for that AFC South. The Texans and Colts, Texans are giving one point on the road. You like CJ Stroud and the Texans to go in there and get the win. Well, I mean... You look at the matchup with quarterback, Jeff, and we've talked about it all year. It's a quarterback league now. C.J. Stroud, 21 touchdowns to five picks. you got Gardner Minshew, 15 touchdowns to nine picks. That's a huge advantage for Houston. Uh, you look at the numbers behind the teams. Houston coming in, fourth-ranked passing offense in the league, going up against the 16th passing defense in the league. I mean, there are a lot of numbers that support that this is a, a, a Houston game. Laying a point on the road. I actually think that's a bit of a discount. I think there's question marks about how healthy Stroud is. He looked good last week, but he didn't run the ball, and I think they're being cautious with him, uh, and he is a rookie. But I, I like his composure. I, I like everything about that guy. Other stat that I like big about Houston, third-ranked rushing defense in the league. They're holding teams under 100 yards rushing a game. You make Gardner Minshew a one-dimensional guy having to throw the ball. I think it's turnover city for the Colts, and I, I think we're going to see Houston coming out and C.J. Stroud, rookie, leading them into the playoffs. It's going to be a good game to watch. should be a lot of fun. And the game, the third game, and this is another game Pittsburgh Steelers fans are going to be watching closely because if the Indy game, I'm sorry, the Jacksonville-Tennessee game doesn't play out the way they want, the Miami Dolphins beating the Buffalo Bills, if the Steelers beat the Ravens, would get them in the playoffs. This could be another game. This is Sunday night football. Bills are giving three on the road at a banged-up Miami you know, they're without uh, Chubb, the defensive back, or you know, not defensive back, the defensive lineman, a pass, pass rusher, two is banged up. You say take the Bills minus three at Miami. I mean, they're hurting on running back big time. Ahmed's out. Um, Mosert might not play. It doesn't look like he's going to. So that number one Russian team in the league is, is coming in limping. 
Two is going to have to take the game on his shoulders. And, you know, we, like we've been talking about, taking some English soccer lines here. How are they coming in? What form are they in? Uh, Miami is not in good form coming into this game. I think Miami is a little bit, you know, a little bit cautious about how, how they're going to, you know, go into the playoffs. They're already locked into a position. So maybe this is a game where they're, they're coming in, they're exhaling a little bit. Buffalo, a lot of heart on that team. We've seen it the last two years. Josh Allen's been an animal. I mean, that guy's probably one, two quarterback in the league right now. He's taking that team on his shoulders. Midseason started running the ball. I, I love the way they're playing. What are they, four straight wins? They've beaten the Patriots, Chargers, Cowboys, Chiefs. That's a solid showing when the pressure was on. Uh, Miami, I mean, they, they got exposed last week. The Ravens just dismantled that team. I, I love Buffalo in this situation. I love Josh Allen, and I love the character behind that team. A lot of good veterans, a lot of good, a lot of good players that are going to be playing big. And, and I, I think Miami's happy to be there, happy maybe to, to kind of exhale and, and kind of reboot a little bit, as long as they can keep Tyreek in check. I mean, that guy's an animal. I mean, yeah. that, that, guy, that guy can blow a game away in two plays. So uh, we got to take the prime time, Jeff. You know, we, 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 po- we pose ourselves as the prime time pickers in, in America right here. We got the Saturday night game. We got the Sunday night game, and I, I like both of them big time. Well, and the funny thing is that this is why the NFL does what they do in Week 18 with all these division rivalries and these division matchups. Is that even though Miami might be banged up, they don't want Buffalo in the postseason. They're going to be playing tough. Buffalo's got to get that win. It makes for intrigue, and that's what the NFL wants. They want intrigue, so it's going to be interesting. Let's run down these picks one last time for you. The national. The college national championship, you've got the Washington Huskies plus four and a half against the Michigan Wolverines. In the NFL week 18, the Texans minus one at the Colts. Take the Texans. Jaguars minus five and a half on the road against the Titans. Take the Jags. And lastly, the Bills on Sunday Night Football minus three at the Dolphins. Take the Bills. So do we have any bonus plays this week? You playing the, the, uh, the golf tournament down there in Hawaii? Not playing that golf tournament, but I love watching that, Jeff. we got primetime golf. Uh, yeah. you, you know, I don't, I don't like betting anything in Hawaii. I mean, I've never been to Hawaii, but I watch that tournament every year. You can, you can watch whales swimming in the ocean while you're playing golf. I don't know how anybody's even hitting the ball there. I think Morikawa <laughs> might be a decent play. The guy blew that tournament last year and it's his family's kind of hometown. I know, yeah. uh, but I, I'm going to enjoy watching it. I do have a great bonus play. I think you're going to like this one, Jeff. I got a, uh, I, I got a, I'm, I'm big in the caddy golf caddy community here down there at the Jersey shore. I got okay. uh, Fast Eddie Felson, famous uh, South Jersey caddy at some of our, our most private and the glorious clubs down here. Former uh, beer league semi-professional hockey player out of Saskatchewan. Tells me that the, the World Junior U-20 Men's Championship is going on this weekend. America cleared into the semifinals against Finland. He, he tells me that the rink is bigger. Over there in Europe for these junior championships, I don't know what the hell that means, Jeff. I thought I thought hockey rinks were standard. Apparently, they're, no, they're not. not. No. Uh, we're going to go with Sweden plus one ninety to win the championship. Uh, he's got an inside that their goalie is is much better on bigger hockey rinks, and that the American team's a little soft. We're a little fancy. We we do some pirouettes or we we do some uh, maybe some stick tricks or something. Uh, he compared it to young blood. You know that that oh yeah that, that America's Lowe. America's a little bit more young blood than Recky. You know, I remember mm. Recky killed Patrick Swayze in that movie, I believe. So yeah. uh, we're gonna go with Finland and the bigger rink, 
in the I got it was in a bigger goal. I don't know, Jeff. I don't know. No, I the goal's the same. It's just the okay. it's just the bigger it's just a bigger ice surface. So that you have Finland plus what? Finland plus one ninety to win the U twenty junior championships. Apparently, you can catch it on some formats. Um, I didn't oh. know what was going on, but Fast Eddie Felsen and the caddies out there have been a big supporters of Pez's picks, and they they've won some extra cash because caddy and caddy in the jersey in the winter. I mean, they're they're collecting uh, unemployment checks, I think, or something. I don't know what the hell they're doing. <laughs> so, so there shout out to Fast Eddie Felsen. He's been waiting for hockey picks all year. I told him we might get to that after football, and we, you know we'll start seeing. You know, maybe Eric Lindros will lead the Flyers back to the Stanley Cup or something. We'll see. <laughs> Eric Lindra, that's hysterical. Okay, so uh, Pez, final thoughts here. Or any messages to the uh, the Michigan fan base that is just waiting to just rip you to shreds in comment sections? We'll see if they're for real Monday night, Jeff. They're playing a man. They're playing the best quarterback in the league. I think a creative coach. They're going to watch that second half. In the second half, Alabama owned that team. Uh, Alabama crushed themselves a, a sack, a penalty. They could have lit them up for three touchdowns, and they should have in that second half. Uh, I think they caught Saban on camera. One, one of the commentators even said, he said, we're, we're beating ourselves. And they were. They had that team on their heels. Uh, I, I think Washington's going to watch that tape, and they have. Penix, he's a coach on the field. I, I, I'll be very interested to see if Michigan can handle a pro offense because I don't think they face one yet this year. Ohio mm-hmm. State, that quarterback's a bum. Uh, great receiver, but you got to have a guy that can throw the ball. Mike Penix Jr. can throw that thing. He can run it. I, I love Washington, and I, I, I hope those Michigan fans, I hope they see this. I hope they got a lot to say. I'll be wearing purple Monday night, Jeff. All right. I love, and in my it. I world, love it. In my world, a husky eats a wolverine, Jeff. I don't even know what the hell a wolverine looks like. I don't even know if that's a real <laughs> animal anymore. But a, a husky, huskies fighting packs. Wolverines, they're selfish people. It's like hardball. Game for Hallball, kicking them out of the NCAA. Huskies win this ring, and, and they're going to bring the NCAA back to glory here. All right. Sounds good. Pez, as always, it's been fun. We'll talk next week. Hopefully these picks pan out. Take it easy. Let's do it, Jeff. See you.